Welcome to BCC in 3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at BCCN3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Welcome, everyone. This is Jason Rowlett. We are happy to have you here with us today. This is our NFT Winners Week for the end of September. As always, I have with me my fellow writer at BCCN3.com, Keegan King. And we are also joined by our other alpha caller uh, at GM Squad, Zindabad. So how are you guys doing? Happy to be here, Jason. Thanks for being here. And uh, looking at the market this week, we've uh, got, as usual, five NFT winners. We've got Project Unleashed Genesis, Cryptic Kids, Azra Games, The Hopeful, Moon Girls by Emanuela Ferrari, and Dawn of Insert. So let's kick it off with Project Unleashed Genesis. Uh, Keegan, what can you tell us about this one? Well, the first thing I wanted to say was like of this list of NFTs. I don't, I don't know if we've actually seen this before, but if you look at the list that we recorded, every day the price increase got bigger. So when we're starting with Project Unleash, it's like very small game, 0.003 to 0.035. But as mm-hmm. the days get progressed through the that week, last week, it's the uh, the price variation seems to get bigger and bigger, and it's kind of weird i don't know why that is i don't i don't don't understand stats in that way but i just it's just a strange pattern um hopefully things get kind of exciting about it but that is interesting yeah i mean it might signal sort of an upswing right where we're actually seeing i have no idea if the data reflects it actually but the uh our pool is very small we're seeing slight. We're seeing nicer flips this week. I can't speak for OpenSea volume day on day. Uh, actually, no, yes. no. There, compared to last week, uh, I think things just got so bad on around the twenty fourth, and we've been in sort of a micro upward movement since then. Uh, that would make sense. You know, it's just you know maybe just cycles are starting to change. You know, we're in a, kind of entering like a new season. Uh, merge just happened. Maybe people are kind of you know exploring how more efficient it is. Um, yeah, I don't know that the macro gets better though. Is my concern, but uh, at, at the very least, this week there is slightly more money in NFTs, and uh, that's sort of reflected in the, the projects we're here to talk about today. Yeah, it's it's a neat little pattern. But as for Project Unleash Genesis, um, the first thing I think when I look at this is Azuki ripoff. It's kind of like an immediate, uh, just kind of with a competent web designer. <laughs> competent web designer. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, the the. the I... Overall design language, why? I mean, like their site's a little weird to me. I wish it was simpler. But like the production values are nice, and I assume people bought in because they were like, "Wow, what a nice website!" 
uh, which I know I do probably more often than I want to admit. Yeah, I saw kind of like a joke about that like a couple of months ago. There just some some people were kind of joking around saying, you know, if you can design a website really well and you can design the NFT just kind of okay, uh, you'll probably do fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh and, and it's tough because I'm looking over the collection now, right? And you're right, Azuki Ripoff is true. They have a different posture, but they're that high contrast anime style, uh, sort of deep shadows all over the character. Uh, and they look like fine, but, but just fine. Yeah. Also, if you look at their, what they call the mind map, isn't that what Azuki has? Azuki calls it like a mind map or something different than roadmap. And then you look I've at, seen the word. You're right. They do. They do. You, you yeah. just solved a mystery for me because I see the word mind map everywhere now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all from Azuki, right? And then if you look. Oh, at it is an exact map, replica of their site. My God. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. They really just pulled the same layout and everything. So, I mean, one on one hand, that's like kind of lame because you're not doing anything unique. You're just sort of trying to pull it off as your own but it's obvious that it belongs to Zuki. on the other hand um you know if everyone minted this out it looks like there's 9.2 9,200 items um you know who who do we point the finger at the people copying another project or the people just willingly to willingly buying it i'm surprised that 10k even actually uh Sold. It really must just be on the website. I'm checking their socials. Uh, took a little bit of a look earlier. You know, the volume I, is really low. It's only 28 Ethereum. So, you know, whatever gains they made, it's probably just a team just like, hey, let's just make a quick rug pull real quick. <laughs> well, it's, I think there's a little more, like, there's a little bit of effort in here, but it's all kind of effort you could pay somebody good on Fiverr to do. Yeah, if you had like a competent team, like you, you've made at least one successful project, you'd probably just rip off another one, right? So production values okay, but lacking in vision and uniqueness. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I think technically, you know, these guys are probably pretty sound. Like you said, their website design is quite nice, and they made the tokens. It's just, it's they clearly took all the creativity from other projects and just kind of with it it's just i don't know it's kind of funny if you're gonna because they're saying unleash a brand a brand that a community builds together and it's like okay well that brand belongs to zuki <laughs> it's interesting I, I i so i'm i'm on there i'm on there the dash verse page of their site where it says unleash verse uh and, and they do have little write-ups about each of the races and the uh the, the, the world everyone lives in, and they're, they're sort of blurbs on each region of the world. You can mouse over the map. That's, I don't think that's around on the Azuki site. Uh, so. Yeah, I think you're right. Although they have gone with this, uh, they have, that Azuki is starting to show off the world. But it's, it's a different layout. I think that's one piece they did not rip off. And so I think. You know, if I'm being really charitable, maybe this is a case of trying to go with uh, something that worked really well in the past uh, and copying a little too much, not having enough of yourself in there. 
or enough of a vision in there. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe Azuki has it coming, though. I mean, that with Zagabon being like, I mean, I was a rug puller, so it's kind of. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, man. Ball, the kettle black. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can fud Azuki and make us really famous and unpopular next week when we talk about Kitaro. Uh, I, I have some thoughts there, but... <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what see. comes up next week. Mm. Well, up next we've got Cryptic Kids. Uh, this one's at a uh, floor price of 0.01, so pretty far down there, but uh, kind of a... Mm, very unique animation, a- animated uh, style. Very colorful. A little bit of neon. What's going on with crypto cryptic kids? Uh, nothing. <laughs> it says on their on their front page, no utility, just art or the children uh, of truth. And it's kind of like <laughs> Keegan, you're that's... really dumb this week. Yeah, no, no, I. But uh, they say children of truth on the. Yeah, that that's what you what said? It says. Children of truth. So, so there's something a little there's something a little interesting here because they are literally the children of I think some of the the truth NFT staff. So the the Goblin Town folks, the guys who came out and said, "Yeah, we're behind Goblin Town." Uh, <laughs> it's the, funny the, you the, say the, that. If you look at their their homepage, it says in collaboration with and has Illuminati NFT and it's crossed out and it says ourselves. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah. right on the yeah. front. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I guess this was an attempt to, to differentiate from the works of your parents, you know. But yeah. it's uh, it, it's clearly pumped on the repu- their reputation. Uh, with Goblin Town. your grandparents' NFTs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is the next generation. Right, that's it. That's it. But also mint us out, granted for a very low price, but still paid. I think it was point oh seven oh oh seven seven per mint. Uh, but but so, so mint us out paid because you hope our parents will do something, but also we have nothing to do with our parents. Yeah, right. It's it's pretty rough. But I mean, compared to the last one, uh, this one their total volume is two hundred twenty eight, which is a lot bigger than twenty five. Uh, that's about two hundred. <laughs> and it's i mean it's not like massive volume but it is a lot more which is interesting oh, yeah. like i guess people are going to be more willing like you know they look at the other one and go oh it's just an azuki ripoff who cares about this then you look at this and it's like this is a whole lot of just fresh art i guess we could say <laughs> and on- yeah heavy on the fresh and it's like they have the Illuminati kind of influence in there, but it looks like it looks like the market kind of steered towards something that was maybe a little bit more original. Yeah, it's uh, you know what I, I I'm not uh, I don't want to come in here and uh, talk smack about a project. I mean, they say children. I'm assuming they're under eighteen at the very least. Uh, so. so so, so hats off for getting this out of the door, deploying it, and selling out a paid mint. Uh, I would say if the Truth Connection weren't advertised front and center, this wouldn't sell out paid. Uh, so cool to move fast, break things, get it out there. But the market clearly didn't love it, right, based on the fundamentals here. 
and I think crazy uh, on the truth news, and then that's that's it. I think like a big takeaway here too. I mean, you know, if we're considering the age of these two, you know, they're probably like seventeen or eighteen. You know, there there is room in this space to practice. You know what I mean? So just make mm-hmm. a collection and see how well we can make it. Yeah, and just you know, okay, what are the steps that we need to to you know get the art together to, to get the marketing figured out to, to actually sell out even if it is at a lower free price you know and then maybe after some of that experience is gained they can actually start thinking about making something really serious definitely um, uh, and at the, the very least I mean, I'm getting here I'm with you I'm with you uh, and obviously I don't know how everybody's uh, relationships with their parents are but uh Oh, hmm. yeah, maybe that could be relatable for some people. You know, Process grade. Like. Uh, um, but I think I think that's something that we might be looking at here. I mean, these guys aren't pretending this is something extremely amazing. Oh, it's this is the actual Goblin Town artist's son. It's 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 a process. I've uh, I followed him for a while actually. A little. Yeah, bit. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You know, I, it'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the shop if they stick with the uh, NFTs Web three. Uh, this this is a first attempt, like you said. Yeah, I mean, good on you. You know, if if you get this kind of experience rolling now, you know, in a year, two years, you know, maybe we'll start seeing some, you know, kind of the projects that we kind of are envisioning in our, in our heads so often right now. Oh, maybe it's time to buy some Children of Truth. Not financial advice, of course. Uh, Sweep the floor. When, no, but in like six months, when they're completely in the gutter and nobody's looking at them and the market is so horrible, we're all just eating ramen and uh, Jason's <laughs> regretting buying a new computer and, and all of that. <laughs> Basements, like... <laughs> right. Maybe that's a good time to get into it. I'll be stuck in Bitcoin Amsterdam next week. Sitting in a canal by myself. That's trying to turn my laptop on. That'd be a hard one. Eating chocolate. Well, up next, (laughs) we've got uh, Azra Games, The Hopeful. This is almost has, I don't know, to me, the first time I saw it, it kind of gave me the, it reminded me of uh, Mortal Kombat or something. Um, You're right. See that. You're right. It looks Um, very legit. I did a little bit of reading ahead of time. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I like the artwork. This is, you know, it's not Raiden, but it's uh, pretty, you know, it's definitely unique. The the three thirty seven forty nine reminded me of Raiden. So <laughs> anyway, um, oh yeah, he definitely with the hat. With yeah. the hat, yeah. Looks <laughs> like um, We got a point four floor price. Uh, the hopeful or play forever passes uh, from. Azure Games, and this is an Andreessen Horowitz and NFX funded studio. So that's a big name. Andreessen Horowitz is behind this. Uh, they got yeah a lot going huge. for them. So what's going on here? You know, I've seen so much lately since Digidaigaku kind of took off. There's kind of been a lot of yes, a lot of conversation about VC funded projects, and just kind of kind of from the angle of they got enough, you know, funding and momentum behind them to make a serious project. So let's just pump those bags. And well, sometimes the the pump is a little suspicious. You, 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 yeah. 
I'm yeah, God I knows what's uncle if you uh, want to tell me that Digidaigaku wasn't initially held up by its VC. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, right. And regardless, regardless, you're completely right. Some people do often buy it organically because you're they're probably not going to rug. They're actually beholden to like uh, two investors. It might not be you, but it's investors, so they have a fiduciary duty of some sort. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I hope I hope it goes the right direction where they actually use those funds to produce an interesting product more than just hey, this is reason to elevate the floor price. Um, what it, what's kind of neat? I guess they got this forever pass, and it's on Magic Eden also. I don't know if that's this Magic Eden's like new Ethereum mm. uh, setup. Oh yeah, it is. Like that's back. the other piece, right? But I, I don't know if this is the first. It might be. Do you think? Um, it seems like it. This it's, is a, at least the a first huge... really high-profile launch. Uh, yeah, their team is huge too. By the way, if you look at the people like on it. Yeah, I, I was some... reading. Mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't some small project, you know, being made in someone's basement. This is. These are all like professional, like career people in tech and it looks like yeah they've, they've definitely they i mean they even got an intern <laughs> got like i two. love that two in wow and we missed the yeah. boat there good god so love these it. guys are definitely putting together something serious um who knows how long it's gonna take and i doubt it'll reach digitagaku's crazy levels but yeah, is Digi connected to a game? Actually, I'd completely forgotten. It's I, I'd... supposed to be, yeah, but it's okay. Be, okay, it's... okay. I, I don't. I feel like game might be a little too like nice of a word because the guy making the stuff, he's one of those freemium free to play. Yeah, exactly. I'd completely forgotten. Yep, there you go. Yeah, so, you know, we can call it a game, but, you know, I mean, is it really going to be the kind of game where, where we're thinking on, like, you know, consoles or Steam or things like that? Oh, I suppose, to... I suppose. But, 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 you know, from a pure uh, kind of money-making standpoint, and I hate to go there, but the the mobile tends to be, or at least the, even oh, still yeah, now, huge. actually, the, the insanely successful, insanely successful, and the Digi team ran... Uh, at least for a time, one of the most successful mobile games in the shop, I, Age of War, something like that. And, and, and I, I, I'm yeah, going here like because that. the creative designer for, or the, the founder and game designer on Azure Games, uh, also uh, was designer on Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, which would be a. Uh, MMO might be too generous a word from like a console desktop gamer's perspective, but a mobile MMO uh, about strategy, collecting Star Wars heroes, that kind of thing. So, so yeah, he's well versed in the whole let's build a strategy and collectibles RPG uh, mold of game making. I think it's funny too that you know a game that's going to be blockchain based, it's going to have NFTs, is being created by a guy from EA. <laughs> yeah, the jokes write themselves. The jokes write yeah, themselves. Like, I know. EA's already got such a rough reputation among gamers, and 
NFTs and video gaming isn't a popular topic among most gamers. And here, we just got both of them just blended together. Yeah, definitely <laughs> tough, definitely tough. I think they'll have to juggle that if they uh, make a push for the mainstream, certainly. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think EA has a lot of potential with blockchain, with their sports games, but it seems like they just really haven't on with it yet. I feel like sports gamers would be the least upset over that sort of thing. compared to. No, they seem more willing than uh, Minecraft and, and other Web2 platforms, for sure. But Yeah, exactly. Up next, we've got Moon Girls by Emanuela Ferrari. And uh, this is a photographer. Emanuela Ferrari is a photographer. Uh, first photo generative project, this Moon Girls. Uh, world's first of its kind in Web3, 3,333 Moon Girls. Um, it's all her in the same pose, but different backgrounds and different sunglasses, different tops and uh, definitely different and uh, we've got a 0.06 floor price on this one uh, what can you guys tell me about this there's two things going on here one sex sells two this project gives me a seizure <laughs> that's funny yes. that's funny I, I believe Emmanuel Ferrari is a man by the way so this would be one of the models he's working with yeah, it's like, I get it, like, you know, you're putting a hot girl on an NFT, but, like, the strobing backgrounds are just, like, painful to look at. <laughs> I do hope to God she got paid, and well. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe maybe she got part of the mint? I would hope so, too. Um, I mean, I like creativity. I think there's a lot of room for modeling in NFTs. It's just, I don't know where the creative idea was. I'm going to have some kiwi strobe light in the background so you can't even look at this thing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with, well, I, 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 I guess the, the, this gentleman's whole style, if you if you Google Emmanuel Ferrari, is uh, really just all shots of attractive lady models. Uh, and that's his art. I have yeah, mixed feelings I mean, about that, but <laughs> that, that's what he that's, does. Yeah, it's just... I can't even like look at her with you know, <laughs> these lights. Like this thing's just painful to look at. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. It's I actually like the strobing backgrounds. Uh, so for for viewers who haven't yet pulled up the collection, it is the the model whose name I cannot find. I've dug around a little bit, but it might be out there. Uh, with, with generative sunglasses, shirts, uh, not generative thongs as well. I just said that. Did not expect to say that today. It's a new sentence right there. And, and then a series of backgrounds, some of which are strobing really aggressively. I actually like the background selection because it's it's absurd. But I guess I don't love the the general art proposition. So so fair enough. Yeah. You know the the backgrounds. Now I think about it, it kind of reminds me of Popo. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, it, kind of, it I, has I, that vibe. I believe the whitelist for this was awarded at least in part to holders of the Secret Collection, which uh, I think it was before my time on the podcast, but it has 120th of volume traded, uh, okay. and it was reasonably successful for a, a collection of photography editions, literally. Uh, so, so they're not unique and generative, they're just a couple of different images. Uh, 
same kind of style, of course. And uh, this, I guess, is his generative step trying to reward those holders. So I appreciate it from that angle. Uh, It looks like Secret actually built a community around it, and those are the people who've kept Moon Girls relevant off the rip, led it to pump up so high. Uh, but, But it does look like they reaped that reward, mostly selling their secrets. I will say, too, some of the traits kind of work well together where it's like there's a background of like a flag and then her shirt has that same flag pattern on it oh wow i don't know if that was intentional or if that's just i'm seeing the ones that connect but there there are definitely a few where it's like the background trait and her shirt trait kind of sync up and mm. that's that's kind of cool to, to see traits working together like that. That is fun. I wish that yeah. he'd gone harder on the uh, lighting during the editing process. Because there's some shirts in here which just obviously look kind of like... They're drawn and they're not drawn to a very high level of quality. Like they're not photorealistic or anything. Uh, and they're all layered yeah. on the white shirt. And a, I think maybe a couple of shirt styles. But I think just a white shirt which is the actual fabric piece. Uh, I, I feel like if these were truly seamless, it would at least be pretty cool from like a generative photography standpoint, if that makes sense. <laughs> if you look at a thirty-one, thirty-one, it's in a picture, but the girl isn't even in it. It's just like a floating top. That's rare. That's a rare <laughs> right there. My right, God, ghost. Um... The trade is called subject ghost. Is, that's a rare one. Okay, well, guys, there's a rare one right there just sitting waiting for y'all. Um, I agree. I mean, some some of the shirts look completely fake. And then you know, every now and then you see one that just kind of looks like their actual shirt. Um, the ghost one definitely looks fake. It just looks like a Where's Waldo shirt just kind of hanging. Oh, there's another one right, right before 26, 23. And it's like some glasses and like a checkered shirt in front of some oranges. So, I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> what I said about the traits might not always match up, but it's neat. It's well, new. It's different. It's, I just wish it wasn't a painful to look at. Yeah, it is not good to look at. Very well. What can you an say? acquired taste. An acquired taste. Yeah, that's the way to put it. Well, up next we've got Dawn of Insert. And uh, this is from uh, this is from Insert Finance, uh, the company behind it. Uh, just a 1,000 NFT collection, uh, ten different Insert artworks, and five different NFT tiers uh, that provide varying degrees of benefits. So, uh, with a 0.19 floor price, what can you guys tell me about this one? Um. I'm not entirely sure. It's, it seems like they're trying to make a platform and these NFTs just kind of interact with that platform. I don't uh, actually know what the place of the NFT is here. So maybe we have two different halves of this picture. But uh, the, the, the the actual insert... Fin- the, the, it looks like the NFT is linked with insert finance, uh, which the team is advertising as a protocol... To, to simplify your operations on NFT5, which is one of these uh, lending platforms. 
so, so we recently saw a bunch of board apes and mutants uh, put up as collateral for people to borrow Ethereum or other coins against, uh, get floored and now, uh, yeah, the, get floored and put up for auction. Uh, this is the same kind of idea, aiming to make uh, people's lives on these lending platforms simpler. I guess unless you're managing a large portfolio, really trying to do these operations at scale, you're lending a ton of things, you're juggling that Ethereum, uh, you're trying to view your total aggregated collateral and the value of that, etc. If you have those concerns, then this is probably a helpful thing for you. Uh, but but it looks more like tooling on top of tooling. If you're not uh, taking loans out against your NFTs, perhaps limited utility there. I'm I'm pretty on the fence. I mean, I've seen these loanings for NFTs and vaults to hold them, and I I don't really buy into it because one, uh, an NFT's value just isn't stable enough to loan against. You know, it's so volatile. Oh, certainly. And yeah, we've. I mean, I don't think I don't think that needs convincing. That's just like. <laughs> You know, I, we've done this show enough times to know that within 20 minutes, you know, a lot of these tokens seem to lose 90% of the value. And so it's like, if you put this up for loan, you know, it, it's like within 30 minutes, like your assets already going to be at risk. Like it's, it's just, it's a bizarre system that I don't really quite understand. Also, or you're I even more over collateralized. Yeah, or even just the whole concept of vault doesn't make much sense to me because, you know, I thought my wallet was my vault. Why, why do I need to use someone else's wallet? Oh, certainly. No, no, it's always not your keys, not your coins. That's that's just how that yeah. is. Uh, so, are you talking about the vault for, for lending protocols specifically? Uh, just vaults in general. You know, I just see all this kind of like, give us your NFT, we'll stake it, and then, you know, provide you, you know, loan against it and with you. you know within a day you know your nft's value is completely dropped and now they want the loan back and and they keep the nft I just, well, well the I way these work typically is that, that the loan is heavily over collateralized right um yeah. by about oh i wish I'd, i i wish i'd dug in before this if i remember right i i think the protocol which uh these recent board ape loans were taken out against Ben Dow. That's it. Okay, okay. So I, I believe Ben Dow was looking for something like a fifty percent, uh, no, something like sixty uh, percent uh, collateralization. I can't reverse that fraction. Basically, you can take out sixty percent of the floor value of your thing. Uh, since getting hit as hard as they have with the ETH crash uh, and having to dump a bunch of these board apes and mutants at auction, I believe they've now lowered that further to like 50%. Some platforms are more aggressive uh, and it's you're talking 40, 30%. And so your NFT would have to depreciate by that much. Uh, and they'll typically accept at least what they consider blue chips at relatively stable prices, like board apes, like... Uh, I think Godzilla Genesis was one recently, etc. Point being, sorry. <laughs> Point being, uh, we're seeing the problem still. Board apes are down fifty percent from all time high. So if you're a lender and you took it in at all time high, you're screwed. Uh, but but that's supposedly why it works. You over collateralize very heavily. 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there are certainly tokens that are safer than others. I mean, even I mean, we, we see you know a Zuki drop with Zagabond's kind of news. We saw Oodles have slowly been dropping. Certainly, this is something. I mean, with a high value token like that, I mean. Oh yeah, they're, I, they're all down like, more than fifty percent from all time high, actually. So as yes. a lender, maybe not the best idea. Like yeah, you're, you're really just for no reason. Yeah, the cheapest board ape right now is uh, one hundred and six thousand dollars, and five months ago it was selling for four hundred and twenty thousand. So it's gone down about seventy five percent. I feel like if hmm. loans become a thing, it, it, it can't. It will can't. It, it shouldn't really be with assets that are this volatile. I feel like when the metaverse actually takes off and really starts get, getting going, and I expect that to be with Yuga. I don't think it's going to be a Facebook thing. I think Yuga is the only company doing the metaverse correctly. And their assets, like, I mean, we're already talking about Bored Apes, but if we're talking about like other side and things like that and all the, the, the huge Web3 audience that they have, you know, they have the biggest Web3 audience of any company anywhere right now. Certainly. And, and you know, as their metaverse gets built out and we see it actually doing what we want it to do with the blockchain, you know, I think we might see more stability in their land, their metaverse land sales. And maybe that will be a bit of a safer asset for lending because mm. you know, we're building, you know, shops and platforms and games and communities like centers interact in that digital world and maybe, yeah potentially you know, I, I mean if there's anything which captures a reasonable revenue stream right even if it's people paying magic internet money if you run a fake restaurant but your fake restaurant has made x number amount of crypto which translates to x hundred thousand dollars every month for like three years well people will probably yeah. lend you money <laughs> without yeah, being at, over collateralized at, in that case look at salt bay i mean <laughs> Sorry, a little dig at Salt Bay there. People have been complaining about his restaurants for years. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And they keep going. He could get a loan, certainly. Yeah, he yeah he could totally get it. Doesn't matter how good or bad his food is, as long as he spends salt, like people will lend him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure about Donovan insert. Is my point. Uh, I, something just doesn't smell right about this one to me. Uh, just based on their Discord activity and their socials and, and the maturity of the platform, which is none. They're offering yeah. something interesting. They're not even really details about how the NFT will feature in their token ecosystem. Uh, but it, since we've had a couple situations this week, probably showing up on next week's podcast, where something that looks like a rug pull turns out to not be a rug pull and then goes absolutely crazy... Uh, if this yeah. isn't actually a rug pull and we go risk on and NFT loans take off and their protocol wins, which is a lot of ifs, you see where this might also, go. Also, I think it's kind of weird, too, that they're calling NFT-fi. Like, just because you made up a new term doesn't mean you're going to get a ton of value. Yeah. <laughs> People like new words in Web3. But we'll like, just yeah, have to see just... which ones stick. Can't just attach phi at the at the end of every crypto term and expect that to return you money. Like it, it's just it seems really strange. I mean, we saw with GameFi and 
I think a lot of people now call it blockchain gaming or things like that. One of these days, uh, like probably in the next six months, we're going to see wellness fi and sleep fi apps probably on this program, Keegan. So we'll yeah, come back to it then. <laughs> We've definitely seen a uh, sleep to earn at BCCN3. <laughs> We've talked about that kind of stuff. But I think, I think kind of we're getting to a point there was lending protocols for nfts that seems to be like a bit of a holy grail right now you know certainly it's, like it's something everyone wants to figure out but no one's really cracked it just yet i i think the key really is just just uh more sustainable revenue because if you you take out ethereum against your board ape i mean what are your plans maybe you could stake it you, you could swap for for st stake deeds from lido uh that's probably the safest route, or you go trading with it, and you better pray you're a good trader in that case. Uh, or you're swapping to dollars and actually running a profitable venture, but then you're paying taxes on the Ethereum. So right. it's uh, if, if you're based in the USA. So I, I think when we get to more crypto-native actual revenue-making opportunities rather than speculation, maybe this will make more sense. Uh, but but until then, you better be prepared to put out ten times the value you're asking for in a loan. Certainly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a risky thing to do right now. For sure. Well, that's it, token fans. We've got this week's Project Unleashed Genesis, Cryptic Kids, Azra Games, The Hopeful, Moon Girls by Emmanuel Ferrari and dawn of inserts so we will see you next week we will uh, be a little bit different next week as uh, i will be covering the bitcoin conference in amsterdam but we will try to get a show out nonetheless for next week and uh keegan and zendabad thank you both so much for being on we will see you here next week awesome thank you both That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 underscore media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk.